Hey everyone and welcome back to the podcast. This is Two Catholic Dudes and my name is Ryan Klaus. And my name is Danny Cleary. And as always, we're not priests, we're not theologians, we're just two Catholic dudes and we're talking about our faith. And on today's episode, uh, we're doing another remote podcast and uh, as always, it had its ups and downs technically on, uh, but you know what, here we are getting it, getting it recorded. Uh, but our topic for today is we're going to dive into uh, morality when it comes to cancel culture, uh, the, the the talk about the historical moralities of things. Uh, Ryan and I just really felt passionate. We were having a conversation about this, not on the podcast, and we thought, why not just record our opinions and us talking about it? So this is going to be one of those episodes where it's not a ton of info as far as like fun facts and stuff like that, much like we did with our last episode, but we're just going to be kind of talking and sharing our, our, our thoughts and where our faith comes into our opinions on this stuff. So we hope that you'll, you'll join us and, and get in the conversation. Yeah. I thought this, this uh, episode was pretty important to talk about. There's a lot going on right now in our culture. Uh, you know, you, you hear the word cancel culture being tossed around and I thought of it, I was thinking about episodes and today's, what is today? Thursday? We lose track of days during quarantine. Today but, is Thursday, October 15th. But this Monday was Columbus Day, if we're even still calling it Columbus Day. Now it's like Indigenous Peoples Day uh, mm-hmm. because we're trying to push Columbus out of the culture. And I'm not uh, standing up for Columbus, but it just reminded me about uh, uh, everyone canceling uh, you know, figures, historical figures for acts that they have committed uh, in the past. And I w- but I want to talk about the, the basis of the episode is judging people's morality based on where we are today, our society's morality, uh, judging past society's moralities in, in a broad sense of, of the word, if that makes sense. Right. You know? Yeah, I think it's a very sensitive subject because I think that there's a difference between um, glorifying it and learning from it. Uh, I think that those are two different uh, ways of looking at it. We can we can talk about talk about that and how we got there. Yeah, I don't think it's. I I think that you're absolutely right, and and so maybe it is it is good that we were talking about canceling Columbus Day because maybe maybe now that we know the truth because what it, Columbus Day when we're in like fourth grade and we're studying Columbus it's a very skewed version of history right it's very just right. nice it's a nice version of of history it's like oh Columbus just came over with these these little boats well, and everyone was happy and they came and the Indians were like yay but it's it was far from that right of course and, well you hear well the funniest thing is that I think about is I you you hear when you're a kid that Christopher Columbus is the first person that like discovered America uh, which is like not true um, you know he like Leif Erikson was here before him pretty sure um, but right so anyways, you know, we really know what Columbus did and, and, and how he was able to, you know, all the acts that he did. And so maybe having a holiday in his, in his honor isn't, isn't the right choice. And so maybe canceling that holiday is, is acceptable. But talking about like Unipro Sarah and pulling down his statues, 
that's something entirely different, I want to well, say. Yeah, so I think that that's the thing is that this is happening so much like across the board that the, it's the spectrum of of how it's happening is so problematic because whereas, okay, I would agree Columbus is not, not a great guy. Um, obviously, we've heard and we've read all the different things that he did, and those are not things that we should be glorifying or celebrating in – today um there are things we can learn from and 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 be better from but they're not things that we should glorify but then i look at like you just said like the the statues of saints of these great saints that are being torn down and whereas maybe in the opinions of some uh things that they were happening at the time or that they uh were involved with in some degrees they're discrediting the entire life and work of these people um, for something that they probably only read one sentence of or something without really taking a really hard look at it. Yeah, I think there's a few things I'm going to touch on right there. The, the main thing is you say we need to learn from the history and not just cancel it. You know, if, if something didn't go the way we in our society thinks it should go now with our current morality, then we just say, oh, let's just tuck that away and pretend that never happened that's literally the opposite of why we take history classes that's why we right. the opposite of why we study history that the reason we do that is so that we can learn from our mistakes and grow as a person as a society as a for the whole world so that we can we can move past that and do better in the future right so we don't we don't want to cancel history we want to we want to learn from the mistakes but the second thing is uh, what you touched on, and and I think the big point I want to make, and I, I keep making it, is that you know people, as a, an entire society, is mindset. They thought differently than we do now. They they don't have the same set of standards and morals and guides. Obviously, there are there are truths. There are truths that God has given us as human beings, but. Um, it's a very gray area based on how you were, what your society values and, and how you, and, and, and how you think as a society and how you were raised. And so, uh, I want to, I want to, the, the main thing I want to talk about, like, uh, in, in comparison is slavery, right? So, you know, you bring up the, the issue of slavery in the 1800s and abortion today. Right. And we look back at the people who were slave traders and who were all about slavery and we're like those monsters. And yes, I agree. Um, but now I hope that we can look back 100 years from now and say those monsters that were killing babies or that were supporting killing babies, because it's the same thing. We're not valuing the human being, uh, whether it was a black person or now whether it's an, uh, you know, a baby in the womb. It's the same thing. We're not viewing them as a person, but the argument is the same, right? But our our perception as a society has shifted. Now, collectively, I think everybody agrees that slavery is bad and was bad. But well, and well, the the unfortunate part is I'm sure that there are people that don't, and that's a big and that's a problem. Like, well, obviously, yeah, obviously, like, you know, let let's come out and and 100 say that we're not condoning that of any kind like that is that was a horrible historical atrocity that should never happen again it goes right up there with all the other horrible historical atrocities that have happened to to people of all kinds of different uh religious backgrounds races everything slavery was terrible um my big issue with what's happening today with that is that like i saw a video recently 
that was a group of people, um, a group of, uh, of, of white people, and they were apologizing to another group of people for slavery. And my thought was, did any of these people own a slave or did they have, what if you didn't even have like a family member that ever did? You know, it, it, and it, it, so it's like, why are you apologizing for something you didn't do or never said was good? You know, right? I think like, it was just probably an act of empathy. You know, saying like, sure, which, "Hey, we're which, we're sorry for for what was done." Um, I don't I don't know. Uh, but, the, but that's the thing is like, I think that you can say this was terrible and bad, but like, I don't think that I need to go and apologize to like i have a lot of african-american friends and do i feel like i need to go apologize to them because their ancestors uh, may have been slaves at some point no i i don't feel the need that i should do that and i don't think that but the world would cancel i could get canceled just for saying that on our podcast here um and Breaking news danny condones slavery he won't well, apologize that's what, the, yeah, that's what the, but that's what it'll get twisted into Right. Right. I mean, it's where it's, it's like I've never I but but it goes back to your point that we we're talking about is I grew up in a family in a household that all races, religions and creeds were treated with love and respect and they're to be treated as equal. Nobody I'm not better than anybody else and nobody is better than me. I've never looked at anybody and said that person is less of a human being than I am. That person's life is less worth than my life. That person doesn't deserve the same opportunities as me because of what color they are or what they believe in. I've, I've never thought that way. I've never been brought up that way. It's just not uh, something that was part of my upbringing or my life. Now, unfortunately, there was a time in our society where that wasn't the norm, where the norm was brought up where that, that they weren't. And I think that that's the hard part is we're judging people in some instances now, if they are to express a view that isn't, uh, that's, that's not lined up with what certain people think that should be. And we're chastising them because they don't fully agree when they might have just the point of, look, I, I, I've never thought that way. I've never felt that way, but I don't want to be judged on somebody because a white person might have owned a slave in the first place. I don't want to get too much into race, but that's kind of where my mind is at, you know? Well, that's where our culture, that's where society's at right now with, you know, there's, 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 there's like three major things happening in 2020. It's the, the election, uh, it's coronavirus and it's, and it's our race issue in, in the United States. So right. I think it's, it's pertinent to talk about it, but I, I want to say what you talked about is that you were taught by your your upbringing, your family, to value all human beings equally. But I think right. that speaks to you had the opportunity to be raised in a Catholic home with Catholic values, with those truths that I was alluding to earlier, those, those truths that are self-evident to us that were given to us by God that we should just know as human beings. But so much, hap- so much comes down to if you were never exposed to it, if you were never raised with that opportunity to to learn to know those truths, uh, you might go down a completely different path and you might be the person who doesn't value everybody equally, who doesn't value the same human being uh, equally who has a different color skin as you do, right? So um, that's a point I was going to make is that like, can we judge, can we judge people who have never 
had the opportunity to even know God, who never know Jesus Christ, never know our church's teachings and our church's values, say they were raised in a society uh, just so far away from that, um, and their values are going to uh, be exemplified of those of those lack of truths that they haven't been given the chance to uh, understand. Uh, you know, like so, where do we judge their morality based on? the opportunities that we've been given learning right. and knowing the church and knowing our church's teachings. I, I, I agree with you on that is, is it's like for, and to be blunt, it's do we, we're not going to say that anybody that doesn't say you weren't born, you know, lucky, both of us were blessed to, you know, and we we're born cradle Catholics and went to all the catechism and learned everything and everything. But we, we learned and grew up with mass and with the truth of the faith and with that, the morality of the faith kind of being our driving force in our upbringing but what if there is somebody as you're saying that's never had that opportunity are they are we writing them off as hellbound because they never ever got the chance to even know god um, right right that's, um, it's, I, a fun, it, it's a very difficult decision and or, or not decision a difficult um, it's, it's a good it's a difficult talking point and i believe yeah it, it's it's I don't believe so. You know, how can you possibly, if someone's never even gotten the chance to know God, how can you write them off? And I don't think that that's what Jesus would call us to do. Jesus called us to be a church of, of outreach and of, uh, trying to transform the hearts. Imagine if like, and when I went now, I'm going to go back to this cancel culture stuff because that's where it comes down to is that is, is my biggest issue is with cancel culture. Imagine this. Jesus, every sin, every sinner, every person that didn't agree with him that he showed up to talk to, if the second that they didn't agree with him or they had done something in the past or they had done something in their life or tweeted something that that Jesus didn't line up with what he wanted, imagine if he just canceled them. He wrote them off. He thought, oh, well, moving on. You know, we'd have the think of the Apostle Paul, St. Paul. Imagine if St. Paul had been canceled for all of the terrible, horrible atrocities he committed to the, to the believers of, of Christ before he had his awakening. You exactly. And, exactly. And, and, and on that note too, like St. Paul didn't sign up for his awakening, right? He didn't go, okay, you're right. I, I've been living a wrong life. Jesus kind of forced him to have it. Jesus took 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 away his sight and then said, now if you want to get it back, here's how you do it. And that was his awakening. Right. He didn't just wake up one day and have his mind changed. Right. And I, I do believe that we should be held to a higher standard who know the faith, who know God, who know Jesus, who know the morals and who and who. Uh, uh, we stand behind, we stand firm in those morals. We should really be held to a higher standard. Um, and is that fair? Maybe, you, you know, maybe not. Maybe it's like ignorance uh, is bliss kind of situation. But like, I think it's fair. I think it's fair, right? We have that knowledge and we, you know, with, with responsibility, with power comes responsibility, the Spider-Man quote, duh. But like, well, if we're going to talk, like to be straight up blunt, if we're going to talk about fair, right? Like what is any person, like, like we're, we're all sinners, you know, th at the end of the day, we've all sinned in our own way. Everyone, th there is no perfect person. There is no perfect, like people have done terrible things at all different levels. And so as far as like fair goes, like God, if God was going to be fair and just about our, 
sin, none of us would really, none of us would be getting the high life that we were, that we're chasing. Right. But because and, of God's grace and his mercy and his under and his love for us and his forgiveness that he then calls us to live out in our own life is to be merciful and forgiving and loving of people and to help people uh, be transformed into the believers that God calls them to be. I think that that's like, so yeah, it, we may be held to a higher standard because we have a higher mission in our life. We are held to a higher standard of we need to do, you need to live a life that's here. You need to follow the truths of the church. You need to follow the life. You need to forgive. You need to love because we are not only called to live at that standard, but to bring others to it. Yeah, and I, I want to press the issue even further on this ignorance is, bli ignorance is bliss kind of um, mentality that I was talking about, where we should hold ourselves to a higher standard. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do another hypothetical here. Uh, imagine you were born in war-torn Africa currently, and you were born to like, uh, like the son of a warlord. Okay. Obviously like, and they don't know God, they don't know Jesus. They don't know our faith, but let alone that they like, all they know is like killing and raping and pillaging and, and, and war. And he, and the father teaches that to you. He, he, that's, that's what you know. That's, that's what is good to you. Um, what kind of standards are you held to? Um, uh, this is a, again a hypothetical, but in terms of morality, where do we where where do we see this this person who's never known anything and he's literally what is horrible like the the worst atrocities in humanity that's normal to him and that's all he's ever been taught. Where do, where does the line go right there? Well, well, to your point on that, it's it's a matter of his morality, his standard. To, to do what he's supposed to do to live up to his standard in your hypothetical question would be to do those terrible things. That's right. the standard he's trying to live up to. Yeah. Because those are the lessons that he was taught to do in that, in that, does that, does that make sense where I'm trying to get at is it's like, and, and that's, that's a good point. It's a scary point. I mean, um, that, that goes back to us. Our, our responsibility is as, as a, as the world, we need to do our best to teach because they don't know what they don't know. You know what I mean? But like, we need to evangelize. That's why it's so important to go out and spread the word of God because these people don't know. And, and to that point. So that's why when we get, when we find people that we disagree with, and this can go out to everybody, whether it be about this topic, about anything. If you find someone you disagree with right now, the world, and we're going to get more into this when we, when we do our political episode, stay tuned, but is the world is a divisive place where it, it it's almost makes it feel like right now we are told to hate each other. That there's no, if someone disagrees with you, don't talk to them. It, well, look it, at it, look at the debate. Shut up, man! Would you shut up, oh, man? It, it, absolutely, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that that the the two team captains of of the political world are being absolute. It's not a matter. It's just a matter of who hates who more at this point. But anyway, so it's if everything is about who you not listening to each other, not being able to teach each other, not being able to. Um, have constructive dialogue that could uh, be a teaching moment for for people. If we're too busy writing each other off for the second that we disagree, we're we're doing nothing. We're failing at our mission of teaching. I go back to that. Imagine if Jesus had done that. 
Imagine right. if every person that had dis look at I, I let's go with Nicodemus. Okay, Nicodemus is a high priest, questioned Jesus, went to Jesus at night, and started asking him questions. How can this be true? How can this be that? And Jesus spoke to him. Imagine Jesus says, oh, wait, uh, well, if you have to ask that, then you're a terrible human being anyway, so get out of here. He didn't. He sat with him. He taught with him. He, he, he helped him to understand. And I think that that's something that all of us need to do better at. And it's something that I personally have been struggling with is I have gotten to the point where I would get so angry at certain things where somebody would try to t tell me their point of view on something. And I already am set in my mind of what I think is right. And I don't even give them, I just don't want to hear it. And I think that that's the infection uh, that's happening right now of our minds. We have the pandemic obviously, but there's another infection that's going on of just this intolerance and hatred of not only uh, individuals, but people's thoughts and opinions. If yeah. they differ from you. I think that's that's huge, and and I think the sense of understanding that that's the word that I picked mm -hmm. up on what you were yeah. talking about right there, and that's what we're not uh, we're not capable based on where we're at in our society right now. Yes, our morals have, have have grown, and we still have a lot of work to do, but we're not understanding where people are coming from, and it's it's easier to do it with people that are living here with us in this society now. Of course, or it should be. It should be. That's that's what we should be able to see where people are coming from that we might disagree with, but understand where they're coming from and try to uh, find a middle ground and find find a common ground and 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 show compassion for that person now in terms of standards on people that are not living people from the past we have to still have an understanding of where they came from and well, i think go, go ahead. yeah go on go on because i have a point i want to make on that right and it's it's not uh, it's not being uh, cognizant of where their mentality where their society where their morality where uh, overall was coming from and just saying no if they don't agree with what i agree with today right now in, tw in 2020 they're done to me they're canceled well well i look at like let's for instance george washington right the first president of the united states he's on the dollar bill he's on the quarter he's he's our founding the founding fought one of the founding fathers here and now he has been deemed racist. He's a cancel guy because George Washington probably owned slaves. Are they talking about canceling him? Is that where we're at right now? I, I've read, yeah, George Washington is one of the guys who they're like, he's He's no on good. the chopping I mean, block. To put it this way, they're in Washington or Oregon, one of the two, where there's the massive amounts of protesting and rioting that's going on. Right. They, they tore down Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, wait, it's- wait, hold on a second. Yeah, nobody, nobody is safe. That's what no I'm talking about. Safe. No one is safe and, because and no so one's, no one's showing like, an understanding. Yeah, is is George Washington did some really amazing things, and and to him in his in that time, I don't know because guess what, I'm alive today. But I can imagine that. Whereas we all agree that slavery was a terrible thing, and George Washington may have owned slaves, but when George Washington was around, that was the norm. It was terrible. It was awful, but we're like erasing all the amazing things that he did and all the, you know, the, the, the foundation that he's a historical figure that helped to build the country. And thank goodness that we do not have the same, uh, practices in society that happened then. Thank goodness. We realized that the world, that the country pulled itself together and realized how terrible of a thing slavery was. You know, praise God for that. But to cancel him because, it just or to tear him down erase him from history like if we're going to start doing that then I, the list of people that we are allowed to think are are good 
uh, and, and historically have value and have contributed to our great society and our great country, we're going to really run out of people quickly. Exactly. Uh, I have one more analogy. I love my analogies and I love music. So I'm going to give you a little music analogy. Uh, yeah. So you guys might learn something, hopefully. So get out your pens and papers, folks. Um, first, first of all, I want to talk about Western versus Eastern music. Our, 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 our Western culture of music is far different from the Eastern culture. And in terms of Eastern, I'm, I'm talking, well, Western is like Europe and United States uh, and all of our, you know, when we're talking about classical music, you, that, those are the, like the Beethoven, Mozart and, and all those guys and how they formed our mindset and our, our tonal center and our music, like the, what the piano is, was formed by those guys, right? And the right. piano doesn't, that's not all encompassing of what music is. But the Eastern cultures uh, in Asia and, and uh, like India is, is way different musically because they didn't, they weren't, um, they hadn't established anything in relation to what was going on in Europe. So they're what they don't even have in, in a lot of their tuning systems. They don't have anything that resembles a piano. There's notes in between the notes on the piano. Uh, and that's why when you listen to Indian music, you're like, this sounds, this sounds wrong this sounds bad this sounds out of tune because we're we're listening with our western ears okay we're listening right. to what we've all we've ever known for most of us is our western music that's what you hear in the radio that's that's the music you you learn in in school if you if you study music if you study classical and and on in our traditions you learn nothing but western music but um we're we're literally ignoring all this amazing stuff that's going on in Europe. Uh, and I'm just saying like the, the comparison of how you're up, what your upbringing is skews your vision of what is, what is reality to you, right? There's so many people probably who are raised in India who that's all the music they've ever known. And, and then they listen to something Western and they're like, what is this? Right? Probably not because America is like saturated everywhere, but, um, it's just different. It's different the way we were born and raised. I want to press it even further with the music thing. Sorry. I'm, I'm going long on this one, it's but, um, uh, now imagine this is another hypothetical. Okay. Um, there's, there's in music, there's what's called consonants and there's what's dissonance. Okay, consonance is like a regular major chord, like a, a, just a simple chord um, that's, that's pleasing. Consonance means like pleasing, okay? Dissonance, the opposite. It's, it's like something harsh, something um, that, that, that sounds rough to the ears, right? But that's all relative to what you know and your experiences as a human being. Okay, so, so this is the hypothetical. Say you, were, you have a baby, you raise them, and you only ever play, you know, mashing in i don't know if that went through on the key on the keyboard i just hit my keyboard but um you just mashed in the keyboard all day instead of playing nursery rhymes and uh, and and uh you know the the normal stuff twinkle twinkle little star you played this gnarly these gnarly sounds this atonal dissonant sound to this baby and you never played any pop radio you never played any classical you never played and it was just nothing but dissonance what what is that baby's perception of reality musically at that point is that consonance to that baby probably right and it's such right. a it's such a skewed and uh you, you, there's there's no baseline for it i don't know if anyone's that 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 was on you know you probably have to arrest the parents for doing that that's cruel and unusual punishment but like um it's just a hypothetical in, in terms of what our perception of reality is right um and and 
can you judge if 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 consonance was deemed good that's the right thing that's the good thing to hear music consonantly and if and if this baby's like no this these these gnarly chords sound consonant to me would you judge them and say oh you're a bad human being because um you know you think that that sounds good uh, but that's all they've ever been taught that's that's my hypothetical it's the same thing essentially that i was talking about before but in a musical context well yeah. Okay. I, I, I totally understand what you're saying. So just for all of us that aren't music, let me kind of use a different analogy to kind of make the same point. Um, I, in, when I was in school, I wrote a paper on the, uh, and that sounded weird coming out of my mouth. Um, but, uh, I wrote a paper on the Westboro Baptist church and about how like they had giant families with these kids that were raised to believe these edicts of just hate right uh you you google that group if you don't know they just would say awful things about uh homosexuals and uh, uh catholics jewish people uh anyone that didn't agree with their very specific interpretation of what god wanted and these kids from the time they were born this is all they knew and they were told to go out and that that they were telling the world that was wrong the good that they knew they had no concept so in their mind what they were doing was good and then obviously as they grew up and developed their own minds they and saw where the world was and saw the truth of actual society they went oh my gosh this is what i've been doing is wrong mm -hmm. but like they had no idea right right they, and they were being fed this life that they had to live and but so the point is do we then it's too late for them because they've said awful awful things so it's too late and they meant those things when they said them they didn't know what they were saying but like at that time they were serious right right because we're canceling people for jokes and stuff nowadays you know it, it, and I'm, i look back and i, I think Thank goodness nobody has my MySpace password from when I was in the eighth grade, you know, from the jokes that I may have made or, or inappropriate comments that I may have made with friends back when sure, I was yeah. still trying to mature and understand as a, as a human being before I had right. developed my true sense of, of right. morality. And that's and the benefit. That I'm, everything that comes out of my mouth is perfect. No, and no we're way. always we're always growing. We're always working towards God's plan for us, right? And, and so, and even yeah. on this on, on this podcast, people only see you guys. The, all of you listening, you only hear what we want you to hear. We all have moments where we are in struggle, but overall, we have to look at a human being for who that human being is. I think not for the you know and. and and so going way back to my point of this, of with that, that group of the church is they, you can't punish. I don't think these young people for not understanding or even knowing what they were saying. They had no idea or understanding of the evil that they were spewing. Right. We can condemn that what they did was bad, but to not even give them a chance at redemption and understanding is absolutely ridiculous to me. Yeah, and I think that's what that's why we have a benefit in today's society because we're the world is more connected than ever. And what I was talking about before in those those truths that should be evident to us as human beings, you know, the 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 child who's ever only known war and 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 grown up from the warlord, um, it should be apparent that killing human beings is bad. Um, but again, 
my my hypotheticals of living in a bubble don't really hold up in today's society because we are more connected to one another than ever. So you can you can see you can you can get outside that that the hypothetical bubble that you're being raised musically, you know, only hearing dissonant chords or whatever. No, that that excuse shouldn't apply because you can see what's going on in the world and say, oh, you know what? Uh, uh, maybe I'm not doing the thing. Maybe this doesn't this doesn't ring true to me as a human being. This doesn't seem right. Now you might not know it to the degree that we know it, having having been raised in the faith. But you should still there should be some light that that kind of penetrates through your soul to know that what you're doing isn't right. And then that goes back to us as 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 Christians as Catholics to be able to spread that good news, to spread that word, to show them the way, to show them that what's right, but to not judge them for who they currently are, but to, to, sh- to help walk with them, to bring them to a new viewpoint, a new perspective on what the morality that they should be viewing the world is. Yeah, and it, it, it's our call to pray, to pray that, that, that the truth of the Lord that, that was instilled in all of us, that when God made us in his image and likeness, he said that we were good. So that's our original design and that all people can remember that fact. And no matter how jaded it, it, it you know, life gets, but, uh, and, and going back to the, the canceling and, and tearing down of, of certain statues and stuff, like, I guess to, to, to a degree, some of it is probably, uh, you know, a good thing to do. I think that there's different ways to do it aside you know, we could, we can do it. Uh, we have a sense of morality on how we make change. If we want to, if we think a statue is inappropriate or a statue is, is glorifying something in our history that is not something that we want to stand for anymore, or we want to, uh, to put on a pedestal. I think that there are channels that we can take as a society to, to remove or to, uh, make change. And I think that what's happening right now is we have to look at the same sense of morality as us just going out and burning and tearing things down because we don't like it. I don't think is the way to do it either. I think this is the perfect segue to a point that I've been wanting to make for a while. That's just a bit scary to talk about, but in this Catholic circle, this Catholic world, I think it's important to address it. Uh, you were talking about, uh, there might be times when it is right to tear down that person, to tear down that pedestal, to say, okay, no, let's, we, we can't condone what you're doing any longer, uh, especially the people that know better, the people that should be held to higher standards. And specifically right now, I want to talk about David Haas and the whole scandal that's going on with David Haas. We've been avoiding it for a little bit, and I think most people are because they don't know, really know what to make of it. If you don't know who David Haas is, It's he's, a really awful thing, so... It's a terrible thing. Like, nobody wants to talk about it, but uh, it's yet another scandal in our Catholic Church, and uh, the re- just recently the full article was released, uh, but people weren't people weren't really sure where to stand on this. And he is a prominent figure in the Catholic Church, has been since about 1980. He, if you if you've ever opened up a Catholic hymnal or sung in church, you have probably sang at least one of his songs, probably 20 of his songs throughout your lifetime, and you know them. Um, he he is has been a staple musician in the Catholic Church, and his songs have elevated to a sense they they've they, they've gone past who he is, and they've been they've just kind of encompassed into our Catholic canon of music at this point. But now it's come out in 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 the beginning of this year. It really came at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, all kinds of sexual allegations against him and 
just gnarly, gnarly stuff and from multiple, multiple, multiple women. And now the full account has come out and it's really shown what a true monster uh, he has been since since 1979. Like 44 women came forward. We won't go into into details, but it's it's grim stuff, you guys. Right. It's it's really gruesome. And, and people are uh, people already were canceling him and they're saying before before the report came out and I said well I said I don't know where I stand I'm not going to play his music right now I want to see the full report I've read it and I'm like okay he is a Catholic figure that has those moral standards that morality in him and he is choosing to do these vicious vicious uh, horrible things that that are ruining and affecting people's lives on so many ways so in this case I am on team cancel hots really I mean I'm not afraid to say that and I'm sure most people aren't well, here's the here's my opinion on the difference um, between what we've been talking about and that particular point. You you said it already. Having the knowledge that there is truly evil in the world, that there is bad people, and there's bad ways of living, and that people have a a a knowledge. We're talking a lot. We are talking a lot about people that don't know the knowledge of what they're doing being good or evil or that how a society ran years and years ago not understanding whether or not they were good or evil in this instance with this guy david haas um i'll say it straight up my opinion is that this human being is evil what he has done and what he is being accused of by these multiple victims is evil uh if i was a musician I would never play one of his songs again. That's my opinion. I think that there's also an argument about separating the art of a person from them, the evil that they are maybe. Uh, but me personally is not, that's not an argument that I'd want to get involved with. Um, my opinion would be erase this dude, make room for the good, true, uh, artist and people that are giving their gift of music. Um, to God for the glory of the church. Cause it right. sounds to me like if it's been happening for as long as it was happening, this individual had a gift that God gave him and then manipulated and used it to damage lives instead of helping people to realize the good. Yes. Um, now, you know, it, it, it's a really tough talk, but that, that I have, <laughs> go ahead. I have another analogy. If you want to hear it, uh, it's sure. a more or another hypothetical analogy. Uh, because that's a great point. People said, can we separate the art from the artist? Can the art speak? Can the truth of the art speak above the artist? But I say, what is the intent? What is the intent? And you made it, you made that point just a moment ago on where uh, we don't know really what lies in his heart and God, only God knows that, but we can, we can maybe make assumptions. Here's the hypothetical. Imagine, um, imagine we discover a novel. Uh, from the early 20th century, somebody discovers it in a, in a hidden away, you know, library, cave, bunker somewhere. I don't know. They discover it. They read it. They're like, this changed my life. I need to share this with people. They share it. It gets reprinted and reprinted. And eventually, like the whole world ends up reading this book. It changes the scope of humanity. I don't know what would be inside this book. This is a hypothetical. Stay with me. It changes everybody. It changes their hearts. And we come together as a whole world and we uh, all elevate and like everybody lives this happy. We all find God and we all live this happy existence, right? Uh, extrapolate on that analogy, but it, it changes us for the good, right? And then one day the original person who found this book 
realizes that the first two pages were stuck together. This book was so old, the pages were stuck together. He, he carefully pries them open, uh, and when he, once he does, he discovers it says, written by Adolf Hitler. Oof. What do you, what do you do? Do you, do you tell, hey, everyone, we made a mistake. This was written by a, a terrible, terrible human being. Uh, we, need to, we need to cancel that, cancel the book, and forget everything that we learned from it. Again, this is a hypothetical, and this is a difficult, a difficult one at that. This is just more of a, a philosophical idea. What do what do we do as a society? Do we do we continue to um, uphold the standards and the and the morality or whatever whatever the book did? Do we do we continue to elevate the art, or do we cancel it? Do we throw it out? That's that's the end of that hypothetical. But it goes back to David Haas. I think you want to touch on it before I make the final point, though. That is challenging, and that's why we want to do this episode because, like I said, this is kind of us just talking. We wanted to just kind of share our opinions and have this discussion and then incorporate, you stimulate thought. Um, I don't have the answer to that question. I don't think, I don't think anyone does. That's think a, it's a philosophical, does. I, it's just a philosophical idea. Yeah, um, I think that it's, it's hard to say because there's... Um, I think I think you so again there's no answer to that and and you don't have to find an answer to it you yeah. can just think about it it's it's something that should just draw out deeper thought within you right that's that's what uh philosophy is is to just uh yeah. ruminate on those deep thoughts within us right that that right. that that can really penetrate into the heart into the soul into the mind um the, the final answer in terms of David Haas is again we don't exactly know what the intent was but based based on his acts happening over the course of 30 years it seems pretty clear that the art was a means to the sin right the art that, the, that that would be my assumption as well with just everything that's come out and what you and I were speaking about it earlier and uh, I think intent is everything. Right. What is your intention? And, and I think that this dude uh, unfortunately manipulated the church and manipulated the, uh, the beauty of the gift that, that God had given. You know, God gives us gifts, and we are called to use them to glorify. And, and I think in the sense of this, this person, he used the gift and masked it as that he was glorifying with it, but was using it as a tool in order to sin, to manipulate and to damage the lives of people. And the only reason that I would say like, not the only, but the a major reason I would say I wouldn't feel comfortable if I was a music person playing that stuff is because my thought is 44 people is a lot of people. And those 44 people are also connected to other people. And if I'm sitting in a church and I'm there, I go to the Catholic church as a safe haven to be with the Lord Jesus and to have take part in the Eucharistic feast and to be fulfilled. And a song comes on that was written, composed by someone that had taken away or had done unspeakable things to me that are the opposite of what I am at the church to feel. Uh, that I, I want to be fulfilled by the love of God. And then the, uh, a song that was written by someone who uh, manipulated that to do evil, uh, that must be very difficult. And I think that that would take away the beauty of what mass and what church is. And I think that exactly. above, I love, I love music. I, you know me, I'm a very, I'm a big advocate of, of, music is a good thing and it's involved in the church. And I think that we can expand on it and have this really beautiful stuff. 
but I also think that if the music, whether it sounds terrible or it's, uh, would, would bring about kind of what I just talked about where it would rob somebody, anybody, I don't care who it is, uh, of the, the true joy of what the mass is, uh, then I think that that's something to be considered. Exactly. And I think we should all consider also consider that uh, if we do play his songs, he continues to get paid. He's it's, you know, right, right. Those those are royalties that I mean, they should be in jail. Yeah. And but that's why I mean, we could go into detail, but like based on the way he per, uh, perpetrated perpetrated these acts, uh, it, it's a more or it's a legal gray area. And plus, like it's a lot of it is so old that it's past the. Uh, um, statue of limitation. So it, it's crazy, That's, but it's such a shame. It, and yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm full in, in this case, uh, and I, I'm not going to say where I stand in a lot of cases because I think we should, we should, uh, come to our own understanding based on where we are, but like really mm. try to understand where, where people's, uh, where people are coming from, whether they're here with us today or whether they're in the past, but in terms of the David Hosting cancel cancel that guy cancel his music uh you know it sucks because a lot of those songs were so near and dear to me as a as a catholic musician but um knowing what i know now um and knowing where i believe what the intent was you you cannot go back you can't go back to to continuing to do those songs now um you know we but we need to we need to really be careful with what how we're viewing all of these people these moral uh, these moral figures, like we're like we're, we're not going to keep going over it, but all these figures that we're looking at in the past, what is the good that they've done? What was the intent? And what is the cultural perception? What was how were they raised? What was the society like then? Were was you know what I mean? Uh, if 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 we uh, 150 years from now, there's there's like uh, a saint that that's doing stuff in today. They probably wouldn't be a saint, but say they were like pro pro choice or something like that, right? Um, 150 years from now, God willing, God willing, it won't take that long that abortion is illegal and us as a society has moved past it and we now view it as slavery. And there's always going to be those outliers, sure, that are like, no, we should still bring back, um, we should still bring back abortion. Just like there's those people out there that are like, we should still bring back slavery. It's like, you guys, come on. But anyways, us as a society has moved past that and we're like, cancel that amazing person who did those amazing things because in their mindset, uh, abortion was still fine because like our world is split, you know? And if you've been raised in an environment where abortion is fine and that's all you've ever known, um, but you're still doing good and right things in this world outside of that, should we cancel them? That's that's the mindset that I'm thinking of. I don't know the answer. I'm not telling you the answer is yes. Telling you the answer is no. But I think it's really good to be uh, think hard and long about these concepts, these ideas, before we just jump on the cancel bandwagon. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't think that this episode is about telling anybody what the answer is or what to do or what to think. Like I said, we're just sharing our opinion and our thoughts on it, and we hope that this stimulates thoughts in your mind and starts conversation maybe with some of your friends and people in your life as as this was a great chance for me and Ryan to kind of talk to each other about our opinions. And this is this David Haas thing, especially like this was the first time that Ryan and I had even talked about it. I mean, we, we briefly spoke about it before hitting record, but this was our chance to kind of discuss it and, and share what our opinions would be. And I think that that's, uh, you know, we should be able to have discussion with 
on these difficult topics with people in our life, but do it with charity, obviously do it with understanding and try to hear everybody. Um, That's the trick. That's a good uh, segue. That's an amazing segue to next week's episode uh, because it's, it's having a discussion and you could use the word argument, but use it in a sense of, a, a, philo- a philosophical argument is not an argument like we watched two weeks ago in the in the presidential debate. Having an argument with somebody can mean having an intellectual back and forth dialogue in a nice way, but understanding where someone's coming from and and going right. having having a back and forth, being empathetic to their needs, their desires, their uh, where their intellect, where they are from, and and expressing that back to them, and then expressing your ideas. That's that's a solid argument. And what we're witnessing in our political realm is not that. Let's not get into it, but I want to segue uh, and, and preview. That's what we're going to talk about in next week's episode. Yeah, next week, tune in. We're going to talk all about uh, the political episode. I, I hate to, I don't want to s- clickbait anybody and say we're talking about politics. Uh, excuse me. In the, in the vein of Ryan and I aren't going to show you our ballots or anything, but I think that Ryan and I have some opinions on the political climate and the things that are kind of going on and how people are conducting themselves. My issue more when it comes to next week is going to be not necessarily on the actual politicians themselves, but the politicalization of the world and the internet and how people conduct themselves with the people in their own life. Right, right, right. That's going to be the hot topic for next week. So tune in next week for us. But I think that as far as this episode goes, uh, I think that we're, we're near, we're near at the end. We've, we've gone quite a bit here. Um, when we, without a break, there's no stopping us. Ryan and I are off the rails. We just yeah, go for as long. This is our new format now. Hope you guys are enjoying it. It's uh it's different. You know, you got all these cool little switches. Uh, there's Danny. If you're, if you guys aren't watching and then, uh, hit, uh, hit us up on YouTube, find us. We got, we got multiple cameras. We're zooming. We're, uh, yeah, it's a, it's quite a setup. So it's funny that you say that cause, uh, uh, one, our, our good, fr- one of my good friends, your good friend, uh, my friend Stephen. I was, I was having dinner with him the other night, and he was complimenting. He goes, "Hey, I love the podcast that we did last week." And he, uh, he goes, "But I felt like I needed to watch it because you guys were talking about all the cool switching you were doing." <laughs> so if you want to see some cool switching and camera buttons, yeah, make sure so that you're turning it, subscribing to the YouTube, and giving us a watch on there. So this is all, uh, yeah, we do it all live now. Uh, we we basically it's recorded but all the edits and all the color and all the audio is just done live so we're I, i'm hitting a lot of buttons while we're doing it but as it's you fun. can see my screen i put a lot more effort into my color and video quality <laughs> than ryan did so make sure that you appreciate that no but for one it saves we talked about it last week it saves time in editing so that uh, we can move on with different projects and we can continue to elevate our lives and not just be bogged down by editing the podcast god bless it but like um yeah, we want to continue to do more. We feel like God is calling us to do more. So, like, uh, we're going to continue to do this, but hopefully you are enjoying the, uh, the live switching kind of aspect and uh, commenting what you'd like to see um, in the future. Uh, and, yeah, we always we always strive to grow to uh, get better. So reach out yeah. to us on social media. Danny, you want to plug those for us? Yeah, you know, and, and we'll apologize both. Uh, we, we are not as active on social media as we have been in the past. Uh, both Ryan and I have kind of decided to take a little bit of a breather from uh, constantly being on social media because uh, I think it's a healthy to spend some time. I've gotten a chance to kind of spend some time with, uh, you know, in the real world. And um, so, but we will 
eventually we'll, we will answer the messages. We do love interacting with you guys. Our Tuesday thoughts are uh, from, uh, from me, which is just quick little reflections every week. We have some of the week. Uh, we're talking about how the church needs good quality men and women of music. We have that every week on some of the week with Ryan. And then obviously uh, you can just see, you know, our uh, Facebook has everything as well. If you're on Facebook and that's more your speed, subscribe to our YouTube. You can watch every single podcast we've ever done from episode one all the way here to episode, what is this, 64? Episode and, 64. Uh, and here it uh, is. There's the, episode another, uh, If you are, uh, have the means to do so, uh, please consider becoming a patron on Patreon. We just set it up that if you're at a certain, I think if you're at the $15 level, uh, you get a mug sent to you. We just had a, a couple of our patrons uh, get those mugs sent to them. Uh, a huge shout out. We're going to put in the comments, everybody that uh, subscribes at all levels, but we do appreciate those that are subscribed today at, at that particular level. And we hope that Ryan, do you have a mug on you that you can show them? So that's what they get. If they right there, two Catholic yeah. dudes, it's Ryan and I We're a cartoon. Uh, that's what you get. If you subscribe on a, you can see on patreon.com, uh, two Catholic dudes. Um, there's, I think there's a sticker at another level too, which is the same exact, uh, logo and we hope there, to, so. we hope to add more and more, uh, merch as we go along. So the more support that we can get, the more we can start adding and things like that. So we thank Absolutely. you guys so much for, uh, for all of your continued support. We, we praying for you. We, we hope you continue to pray for us and our ministry and all the things that we got, we have going on in our lives and you guys as well during this, these crazy times, you know, 2020 is coming to an end. Everyone talks about, um, you know, how awful the year 2020 is, but I always say it's, it's all about perspective perspective and you know um the calendar year is just a human it's a human uh, creation the you know god's god's creation is just this world and time is just is just going so don't hold everything to our calendar year of 2020 you can it can get better anytime you choose to view it in that regards right and and last note on that too ryan as i really love that you said that is don't put a time limit on anything don't say oh i lost this year of my life or i lost this there's no as far as you can achieve anything in your life and do anything in your life when, whenever you want. If, if you're 40 years old and you want to go back to college, go do it. If you want to start a ministry at 20, go do it. Don't let, because, uh, and I, I only be, I'm speaking from someone that allowed that to happen to them. And just recently I've really come out of it a whole, with a whole new attitude of trying doing as much as I can, instead of focusing on the things that I cannot do, focusing on the things I can do. That's right. So don't, don't let, uh, the way of the circumstance or the, the toughness of the world weigh you down. There's so much good. God has blessed, uh, so much of our lives and God has great plans and desires for your life. So go out there and, and grab them. That's right. Yeah. I mean, if you're waiting for December 31st or January 1st to ha start having a good year again, you're going to have a horrible couple months. So, so say 2020 has been bad till today and tomorrow's going to, tomorrow's a new day. Tomorrow's a, a new year in my mind and I'm going to start fresh and, and have a, and have an awesome experience in this life. All right, guys, thank you for joining us in this morality episode. We will see you next week for the big political episode. Hope you have a great week until then. Peace. peace.